Welcome everybody to JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. We are joined by Ronnie. He is the R in JNR. And Ronnie, the season is finally, it's finally here. By the time yeah. some people are hearing this, basketball will already, there, there'll be games being played. So that's that's pretty exciting. How are you feeling yeah, about this I season? I am so excited. Finally. It's been, feels like it's been forever. Yeah, I just, basketball is my it favorite has, sport. I, I like football a lot, but basketball is my sport, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I had somebody that was tell, talking to me about the baseball playoffs, and I was like, "Man, honestly, I have I couldn't even tell you who's in the baseball playoffs right now." I normally yeah. at least kind of check into baseball playoffs, but I just haven't cared at all. I can name two baseball players: Mike Mike Trout and somebody Goldschmidt. <laughs> That's Mike it. Trout and Paul Goldschmidt. Yes, yep. those are both baseball players. Yeah, I, oh, I'm a little what's bit his better name? there. What's his name that hit all those home runs on the Yankees too? Judge. Aaron Judge. That's yeah. right. There you go. So Mike look, Judge. I'm up to three. Mike Judge I'm... is the Beavis and Butthead guy. He is not a baseball player. Newsflash. <laughs> what's the what's the other guys? Who's the baseball players? It is Aaron Judge. Mike Judge is what Aaron I thought Judge. of initially. You got it right. You were right. Oh no, I, I said Judge. I didn't know his first name though. Yeah, I knew his first name. Cool. Uh today's episode we're gonna talk about the turd of the off season and the turd of the week. That's gonna be our new segment is uh, somebody that's defined as a turd is somebody that just kind of screws it up, whether it be a bad game, a bad performance, or just just a turd that you just want to flush away for for whatever reason. So we have a couple a couple ones that I want to hit on, and we'll see who who we see if we can come to consensus on who is the uh, the turd of the week. Can I, I nominate to... Beverly already for the turd of the year? <laughs> no, it's too soon, too soon. Uh, we're also going to finally do our postseason predictions, where we're gonna you know I think at various points during this podcast season ronnie you have said like seven different teams are going to be in the nba finals yeah we're finally going to get you to commit to to one or two uh probably two teams in the nba finals (laughs) they don't i don't believe you know i I know you wrote uh the commissioner and asked if if the nba finals could be a royal rumble like where you have seven teams playing at once did he ever get back to you yeah he he said don't ever text me again (laughs) lose this number (laughs) And finally, we're going to do our fantasy basketball update. We had our draft this weekend. Hopefully, you have had your draft as well. And we're going to talk about some of the best players that might still be available in your league. Uh, one of them on my list, I actually just picked up before uh, before we started recordings. But uh, there okay. are some, some there are still some good players out there. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's jump right into news and notes. Man, the hey, biggest news. Look, look, yeah, look yeah, at yeah, you whoa, hosting hey. the show again, too. I host I know, US too. I'm back. It feels good with you back in the driver's seat, right? <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got my multiple monitors up. I got things I want to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready and raring. Uh, and I'm excited that basketball is is finally on the horizon. I can look at the yes. calendar and see that there's a game that's not like some date that seems foreign. I know. It's, it's like one more week, right? It's like right it's here. Tuesday. It's like within it's the week. It's Tuesday, yeah. Ronnie. <laughs> I'm so excited. Tuesday. It's coming. Uh, so let's talk about news and notes. Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins both signed extensions this week. Uh, today, actually. Uh, today is Saturday. Today's Saturday? Yeah, Saturday mm-hmm. the 14th. Saturday the 15th, correction. Uh, Jordan Poole signs a four-year, $140 million extension. Shortly after that was announced, Andrew Wiggins was announced four years, $109 million extension. So two big extensions for two really big pieces of that Warriors team. Draymond Green has not signed an extension, and there's a lot of speculation that this this might be the end of the road for him. He has a player option for next year. 
he has come out publicly saying he thinks he deserves and he wants the max contract. Uh, uh, what do you? <laughs> I know you have a higher opinion of Draymond than I do, but do you think he's worth a max contract? I don't think he's worth a max contract, but it's again, like it's kind of like what we were saying. They 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 have this trio of guys that like they they built this team around, and that it's won them championships, right? Except for when they got hurt. When they got hurt, we saw it. Like they're they're no longer right. the first team in the West. So now you're like. If he doesn't get a max contract and if he's not on the team anymore, then it's just going to be, you know, Curry and Thompson. Yeah. So this is where we always come to our fundamental disagreement is that yeah. you you are willing to pay players for their past performance where I'm mm-hmm. more of what have you done for me lately? Moreover, what are you going to do for me in the next two, three, four years? And to me, Draymond Green ain't worth it. I know I'm, there's probably I would say this is probably a pretty even split. Uh, amongst basketball fans because there's a lot of Draymond haters. I like Draymond's game, but I don't think he's a very I don't think he's a max player. So you think he's yeah. worth the four the, you think he would be worth the same contract you just gave to Jordan Poole, 4 years 140 million dollars. You would be comfortable as the owner paying Draymond Green that. I'd have to look at some other things with him, like what how old is he? How many years does he have left in the league and um, you know, is he he's starting to go off like on his doing other things like his podcast and everything. So how committed is he to like the team now? So I don't know. I'd have to really look harder into it, but considering that they just won a championship last year again, then yes, right at the moment, I would say he's worth it because of that reason. I, I disagree with you. And I think the video from TMZ sports of him punching another player uh, is all the proof that I need, but I, I, (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, I was a little bit shocked by this. I thought he was probably taking a little bit of a discount here to continue to play with Golden State. And I'd love to see that. I think he probably could have gone out and gotten more money, especially with the performance he did in that postseason. But I think he likes not having the expectations on him. You have Clay, you have Steph. Those are the stars of the show. And you're happy to take your... $109 $109 million for four years and just contribute and win basketball games. So I think he got a little bit of a little, they got him at a little bit of a discount. I think he was probably happy to sign that. When you compare this to uh, DeAndre Ayton's contract, $133 million for four years, it really, it really makes you, I, I don't know how I feel about all this. I guess mm-hmm. I feel like DeAndre Ayton's more valuable than Jordan Poole, but I feel like Andrew Wiggins is more valuable than DeAndre Ayton. Yet their contracts would rank them as Pool, Aiton, Wiggins. Well, it's pretty um, close. I mean, it's twenty one million yeah. dollars. Oh, I mean, only only twenty one million dollars. <laughs> I know, right? So I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of I feel like it's. I don't think Wiggins is more valuable than Aiton, but I don't know. It's just that's I don't like Aiton that much anymore. So <laughs> sure, that's just me. I would ra- much rather have Wiggins on a team. Do you think that these players are maybe taking a discount on purpose to maybe make room for Draymond, though? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think There's... Andrew Wiggins... Uh, again, you don't know what's going on. these. I think Andrew Wiggins thought, hey, they want to keep me here. I don't have to be the guy here. I'm just one of the guys here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to take a little bit more money. You know, I don't know if he has a family, but I, I live here down in this area. I like this area. Uh, they win championships here right. coming from Minnesota, right? That's probably, yeah, don't send me back there, please. And um, <laughs> exactly. he's happy. He's happy to stay here. 
man, I, I love this team. Like, Poole's not even on the starter starter list, you know? Like, it's... No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I mean, I think he's going to... Uh, well, yeah. And that, maybe that's a conversation we could have. I, I, I teased this last time, but, you know, starters versus coming off the bench, to me, isn't that big of a deal. It's all about yeah. minutes played. And really... Who's in the game at the end of the game? That's the most. Those are the most important minutes. You right. could argue that the first five minutes of the game are the least important minutes of the game, and yeah. every minute that goes by becomes more and more important as you get closer to the end of the game. But uh, that's just my philosophy. I know a lot of players want that. I'm a starter on this team. You know, the, the Suns are currently going through some of that drama when Cam Johnson was announced as a starter, and Jay Crowder's like, "Peace. Guess I don't <laughs> want to be on this team anymore." And they're exactly. like, "Well." really dude don't be yeah. that guy uh steph curry came off the bench when he was coming back from injury and I didn't complain um mm-hmm. i think he also knew he was probably going to be back in the starting lineup pretty yeah. soon but you know you, you do what your role is for the team right period well like he was limited to you know minutes because of his injury so yeah he knew he was he could work it back he knew he was good enough to get the starting role zion williamson says that 80% of NBA players watch anime. Do you think that number is ridiculously high? <laughs> Why does this make news? <laughs> I don't get I, it. I, I saw the headline and I was like, that can't be right. 80%? I don't know. That's, so, like, that's crazy. That's, and I, what constitutes anime? What, so I guess that's another maybe question. Maybe 80% of his locker room does. And so to him, he maybe. thinks 80% of the NBA does. But and I imagine he was in college, right? He, he knew what... Yeah guys are watching or not watching but yeah this is such a weird headline when i saw it. i'm like why why <laughs> why how did this come I to my it. attention how yeah. am i reading this you know so i don't know it's just weird. so but... do you think more players in the league watch anime or play video games video games i would say so as well but i think 80 percent uh, saying 80 percent play video games is really high uh, i don't know these so these are remember these are kids right like these sure, are like sure. Twenty year olds, you know. I mean, I know we're not that much older, but still, like, <laughs> <laughs> they they did grow up in a different generation, and anime is really popular right now too. So maybe it's what true. constitutes anime is like watching Pokemon. Is that anime? Is watching Dragon yeah. Ball Z? Is that anime? Or yes, where where is that? Okay, I I think all of it is anything that has to be like translated <laughs> into a different language is anime. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I thought eighty percent was too high, but you're right. Maybe, maybe I don't know today's NBA player. Did you know that the average age of a fan of each sport, the NBA, is the lowest, and it's still like forty two. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I was blown away by that. Baseball is by far the oldest. <laughs> I yeah. guarantee. Um, I think I think basketball and football were pretty close. Baseball was the oldest, and I think hockey was. Somewhere in between baseball yeah. and, and the NFL. But yeah, the NBA was the lowest and it was still significantly older than I thought. But then I was thinking that like, you know, you have to you have to have money to watch any of these or to really become a fan, right? To mm-hmm. go to games, all that stuff's expensive. And when you're in your twenties, you're you're dirt poor unless, you know, you're playing in the NBA. Well you have anime. to have money to pay the apps now to watch it on TV yeah, because it's not on true. antenna TV anymore. It's not for free like it used to be when we were kids. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's, but, you know, crazy. basketball, I think, is probably the, the sport that would grab people's attention the most because it's it's fast-paced. You know, it's um, football can be kind of slow at times, you know, with, like, huddling and figuring out plays, replays. Baseball is definitely super slow. Like, I can't even stand that. But yeah. basketball They're is trying just to like, speed up the game there. But, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's fast-paced, so it keeps the the 
attention span of the younger generation who have super short attention spans nowadays, you know. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think that's hockey is the best game to watch in person. Watching yeah. a hockey game in the arena is so much different than watching a hockey game on TV. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like basketball is fairly comparable, whether it be live. I mean, you get the, the, the audience and the crowd reactions when you're there. But I mm-hmm. feel like it's not that big of a difference. Where baseball, I mean, if you go to a baseball game and you're looking around, half the people aren't even watching the game. They're, they're watching yeah. anime on their tablets. You know, hockey is cool because they actually focus on the sport where all these other, right. like you go to the basketball game and they have all these in-between things happening between, you know, like commercial breaks and they're trying to like divert your energy, your, your attention to like, what's, what else is going on? Like, I don't know, just stupid things, you know, Diamondbacks games <laughs> do that too, you know, but yeah. um, I heard that if you go to other baseball games though, like the Cubs or someone, for example, they don't do all the fun things like between innings and things between I, I the players bet they are do. switching. They do like the sausage races and stuff like that, right? They sing. Some some don't. Some some older teams, some of the real good ones that don't have to entertain their fans to keep them there. <laughs> They're there for the team, not for right. uh, socializing. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is avoiding team huddles. I don't know if you saw these clips where they had a pregame huddle with all of the Lakers, and then there was Russell Russell Westbrook. Man, I cannot say that name. <laughs> Russell Westbrook off to the side, just kind of doing his own thing, and then towards the end of the game. Uh, your boy Patrick Beverly was trying to get everybody together to to kind of come up with a plan, and Russell Westbrook was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm just gonna stand here by myself." So he's clearly not interested in being on the Lakers. It seems. Uh, what what is your take on that? So I've seen this before, where not just him, but I've seen other players do it, where they just kind of like sit and just think. You know, they're just kind of like figuring things out. You know, they're not exactly in a team huddle, but they're just like they're like hot they just need their space they need their time um so i don't i don't think i don't look into this too much you know i don't i don't but it is russell westbrook you know there's like two other point guards that are trying to take his spot right so obviously i i do kind of think that he's upset and i think he could just want out of la but uh i don't i don't know why you would like why not why would you want to get out of this out of that team, you know, this team, yeah, yeah, big when they're when they're looking so good, when they're healthy and everything. So, I think maybe he just wants to make sure that he gets a starting role. Maybe they're gonna put him on the bench, you know, and have him coming off of the bench, you know. So, I don't know. I I think they just don't respect him. But he didn't play well last year, so he no. has no right to like. He didn't earn anybody's respect last year, so yeah, I don't know. Is is it is kind of interesting. I think Russell Westbrook is a very smart and calculated person. And I think everything he does and and avoiding these team huddles and saying in interviews and the way he behaves, I think it's all calculated and, and intentional. So I don't necessarily agree that, you know, he's one of those players that just wants to be, I think he's, he's trying to make sure that he gets, it's, it's known that he's not participating in these events. He's trying to Mm -hmm. make it obvious so that he can, you know, just, he can, voice his displeasure yeah at the moment he's still considered a, a starter on espn's website on the okay. dips chart so uh, we'll see if yeah, that continues he is he is one of those guys that could he could go off any night and you know put up 40 points um yep he's still capable of doing that for sure yeah agreed what but, yeah, what is just... it with these what is there something in the water in oklahoma city between durant <laughs> russell and uh harden they just team bounce like crazy more than like any other superstar city i mean they all played together and, yeah. and they've all gone in so many different directions it's it's really really weird to me but cute i just 
yeah, I don't get why they do that either. I just wish they would have all stayed together and just not bounced around. And God, that right. that city would have had a they they would have had a championship by now if they would have stayed together over the last ten years. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in sad news, Hall of Famer M- Dikembe Mutombo has begun treatment to uh, for a brain tumor that he has that was just announced. And you know, we've talked about Dikembe Mutombo on this podcast. And anyone that grew up in the '90s watching basketball absolutely has a place in their heart for Dikembe Mutombo with the finger wag and just yep. the dominance that he had as a rim protector. Uh, so it's really, really sad to see that. Obviously, we're hoping for. Uh, a recovery for Dikembe Mutombo. He's been a great ambassador to the game. Uh, I loved his Hulu commercials that he did not too long ago. That's how a lot just... of people became how how they know him now is because of those commercials. The no, no, no. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and slapping food out of people's hands. So yeah, uh, we we also talked about Dikembe Mutombo on our conspiracy podcast episode where he tweeted congratulations to the Philadelphia 76ers for having the first pick as a result of the you know NBA lottery, but the lottery actually hadn't happened yet. It was hours later that it would happen, and they did have the first round pick. So that that sort of, you know, back to that conspiracy theory episode. But Dikembe Mutombo, uh, wishing you a speedy recovery, and and hopefully you have the support of your family and friends as as you go through this treatment for uh, for your brain tumor. So hearts yeah. open for him. Big part of my basketball growing up is is Dikembe Mutombo for sure. For sure, there was another one that I just came across too. I don't know if you even saw this one yet, but Nate Robinson. Have you seen that one? I have not. Okay, so former dunk contest champ Nate Robinson, he's undergoing treatment for kidney failure. He says he's been going oh, under treatment for the last four years. Um, he says, I'm sharing this now because I want to be the voice for all those who are having trouble speaking about this illness and come together for a greater cause, our health. So that's what he said. So yeah, just wish the best for him too. Yeah, absolutely. No, I did not I did not see that. Uh, that, that sort of brings us to our next subject is injury updates. The The season is about to start and... You know, you you hope what the, your team has everybody's healthy at the start of the year, and that's not always the case. There's been quite a few injuries. Uh, I'm looking over the list now. Some of the big ones that jump out to me, and, and this one is frustrating if you're a Celtics fan. Robert Williams the third, he is going to be out eight to twelve weeks after undergoing a procedure on his left knee. Uh, that's unfortunate. You know, you saw glimpses of him in the playoffs. He was often injured in the playoffs. He is going to miss the start of the season. Uh, TJ Warren is going to be out for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Lonzo Ball for the Bulls. Ricky Rubio. You have a lot of injuries. Are any of these shocking to you? Any of these like, oh man, that that really that's a real bummer for that team. The one that jumped out to me was the Hornets. The Hornets aren't a great team. Uh, they're going to be without one of their ball brothers. Lamelo uh, Ball is going to miss a couple of weeks there. He's yeah. not going to be ready for the the start of the season. There's nothing too shocking with these ones, but I did see uh, Zion rolled his ankle a little bit, so I was a little worried about that. But he he's gonna be fine. You know, it was just like I think he's gonna be fine. I hope. Yeah, so, he's gonna yeah. sit out a, a game or two, but he'll be okay. But just kind of like, oh, you don't, you think he's gonna miss the start of the season? No, no, I I'm sorry. Just okay. uh, for uh, like the next preseason game, he was gonna miss or something. He was gonna yeah, miss like yeah, a couple yeah. more preseason games. You know, get him healthy. But um, There's... yeah, just that just kind of clicked him ahead. Like there he is, like that. I had him on my draft board, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to touch him because he gets injured so much. So, yeah, there he goes. There, he almost isn't going to make it to the beginning of the season. So, uh, Chris Middleton was listed as missing the first, not being ready for the start of the season, but it looks like he's been upgraded to day to day. 
So that's one I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on, uh, partially because I, I have Chris Middleton on my fantasy team. Uh, I also have Zion. Uh, Chet Holgram was the one looking over this list again. I know it's been announced that he'll be out. He'll, he's going to miss this full season. Uh, yeah. But that was a player that I, I know a lot of people were really excited to see, uh, myself included. He's going to miss it. He is the rookie from Oklahoma City, a seven-footer that apparently can shoot, pass, dunk. He, he's, you know, the triple threat, a five-tool yeah. player. Uh, Markel Fultz is going to be out from the Orlando Magic. Not a big shock there. Actually, can you back um, up a little bit? Do you have yeah. the details of, like, Ru- Ricky Rubio and TJ Warren? Do you know how long they're going to be out for or what the injury is? Can you go over those things too? Sure. Not all of them have that information. So Ricky Rubio uh, has a knee issue. He said he'll hopefully return sometime in December, but ended ended by adding, who knows? So Ricky Rubio is going to be out for at least two months, uh, maybe sometime in December. But as he said, who knows? (laughs) Um, What was the other one? TJ Warren. I don't see any information on him. Okay. It just is out. Yeah, he's, he's. I think he's had a continuous injury, you know, from last year. I don't. I don't remember playing for Brooklyn at all. So, um, I thought it was a knee. I don't remember exactly either, though. So a lot of injuries. Keep up to date on injuries. There's a lot of different resources out there uh, for you to do that. But you know, starting injured players on your fantasy team is the quickest way to lose uh, a head-to-head match. So make sure you're aware of who's hurt, who's playing. And, and, and up, make those updates as needed. So I have a note I wrote down when we talked on the phone prior to this. And I cannot read my handwriting on what it <laughs> says. So let me see. Let me bring it closer here. Um, yeah, about, I have no idea. Was it about injuries? Uh, there's like a line under ball that says, I don't know. I don't know what it, something something I wanted to say. But my handwriting prevents me from getting it out. It literally looks like I crossed it off and then wrote a sum after it, which doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> which, oh, which maybe, ball is which, it? Yeah, Lamello, that's maybe what it was. Not Lamello, which, right? Well, they're both hurt. <laughs> oh, Lamello okay. for the Bulls and uh, Lamello for the Hornets and was it Lonzo for the Bulls? Yeah, they're both they're both yeah. hurt. Yeah, Lonzo is still hurt. He's still recovering from that one. But yeah, so it's probably like how it was going to affect those teams. That was probably what your note was. Maybe. Yeah. It's going to affect the Hornets a lot. Yeah. Uh, he A lot of the, the offense went through LaMelo. Uh, Middleton, you know, he, he we saw what the Bucks did in the playoffs without him. They, they did okay. Uh, so the sooner they get him back, the better. Uh, when you have Giannis, you can, you, can, you can live with one other player being injured for a little bit. But hopefully that's not the case for long term for that team. I don't see any uh, updates on Lonzo, too. It just says, you know, he's yeah. been dealing with his knee injury. Um, he said he's, he's he's doing well, but I don't see any time frame of when it says he's going to be back. And that's always the frustrating part, right? Especially yeah. if you have limited limited spots on your bench from a fantasy perspective. How long do I hold on to him before I just give up on him? Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. That was 12 days uh, ago. I wanted to talk about what we talked about at the top of the episode or, or bring up what we talked about. And that's the, the turd of the off season. Uh, one of the segments we're going to be doing is the turd of the week, and this is going to either be you know a boneheaded play, uh, a team that just doesn't show up at all and, and just completely lays lays a turd, or uh, just a decision, whether it be by a head coach of of subbing somebody or, or challenging something that was obviously not going to be challenged. But since we are moving into the start of the season, I thought we could look back at the off season and come up with a couple uh, a couple of examples of that. Sure. Um, 
The one that I think is going to be the winner simply because of the seriousness of it is Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges had a pretty good playoff run uh, at the end of the I, I think they only played the playing game, but he he put together a really good season, which was great going into a contract year. That's literally the best time you can do it. Uh, but then after the season ended, he was arrested in Los Angeles for felony domestic violence. Uh, he allegedly assaulted uh, his girlfriend in front of their two children. Um, yeah. So the charges are one felony count of injuring a child's parent and two felony counts of child abuse. His trial keeps getting pushed and delayed. As of right now, he is a restricted free agent. So the Hornets still have control of him professionally, but they have not signed it on any offer sheet. So he he's not going to be playing at the start of the year. He might be in jail at some point. Um, but I think to me, that is absolutely the biggest turd of the offseason. Yeah. You, you have this golden ticket, you know, your physical ability to play a sport, to play a game and make a ton of money off of it. And uh, he's arrested for felony domestic abuse. It's just it's it's pathetic, honestly. And yeah, it sucks. I, if there's any truth to it, I hope he never plays another game in the NBA yeah. uh, because that's that's not the kind of people that I want to watch playing basketball, I, I guess, period. So he, he is, to me, the biggest turd and happily flush him down the drain, ha- down the toilet, never never hear from him or see him again, uh, especially if these allegations are true. I agree uh, with you. Th- I don't want to see him in the league at, anymore either, too. I'm, I'm kind of sick of these sports guys, you know, d- being treated differently, you know, because they have all these millions of dollars and money. everyone just, yeah. yeah, not even that. It's That's... just like because they play for your team, you know, and so they get all the support from everyone and they they end up getting away with a lot of things too, you know. Like uh, Kareem yeah. Hunt, for example, is a good idea, a good example of that. Um, the one that didn't get away with it was uh, who was the one that played for the Ravens and punched his girlfriend in the elevator? Ray Rice. Yeah. So yep. he's thankfully he didn't play in the NFL anymore, even though I think he was in his prime, you know. So that was good to see. No, no, but, he was he was pretty much done at that point. So that was just sort of the the nail. Maybe. On the hey, he probably would have played, and I mean, he wasn't a the, he was definitely past his prime. Okay. You're running back, when you're running back in the NFL, your prime is like 27. So <laughs> he was past that point. Uh, but I, I fully agree. Uh, you know, we, we saw that with Deshaun Watson when it was being rumored that he might be traded. And, you know, I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan. I would have been pretty upset if the Cardinals would have traded for Deshaun Watson with, with all of his stuff going on. I, I just don't want those guys on my team. Right. Well, how about our biggest turd for the. The Suns yeah, owner, we got, Sarver. <laughs> we, we got some other turds to talk about. These are a little less, well, still fairly serious, but a little less serious. Uh, Robert Sarver, he is suspended for a year for, um, what did he do? I think you're more dialed in on this one than I did. <laughs> yeah. he, he just kind of. Basically just having a really bad, um, well, how, uh, yeah, how do I say it? I, I, I forgot the word, but he was basically just treating <laughs> Sexual his harassment, racist horribly. comments. A really yeah. bad work environment. Um, like, yeah, just exactly created a said. hostile work environment. Yep. Yeah. Sexual harassment. There was, um, sexism that, that story I heard where he pants somebody, you know, just, he pants one of his employees during some event, you know, in front of everybody. So yeah, just so, crazy. He would say the N word all the time. There was a funny video I saw a while back and you just reminded me of it is that there was this guy that was kind of harassing a girl on a subway and for whatever reason, another bystander decided to intervene. And the way he intervened was he pulled down the guy's pants. 
And then the guy turned around and like was staring him in the eye, and I was, and then just kind of pulled up his pants and walked away. And, and, I've and it's seen just, that. That was a long time so, ago. I oh, it's, it's like yeah, it's one of the. It's a very old video, but it's like it's so hard to look tough when your pants are around your ankles. I know. And then you can't run after the guy. Pull them up. Yeah, but pull them up of, like a tough guy. You just look like a tool. Yeah. So instead of um, even like going to try to run after him or anything, and he just looked at him, they just stared they just at like each other. stared at each other with his pants around his ankles, and then like he just kind of slowly pulled them up while you know running away with his tail between his legs. But I thought that was yeah. such a funny way to de-escalate a situation. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I don't know. Maybe that happened with Robert Sarver. No, that didn't happen with Robert <laughs> Sarver. Uh, but I just was reminded by that, and I thought it was pretty funny. But yeah, Robert Sarver suspended for a year. Uh, he says he's going to sell the sell the team. Uh, which I'm all for. I, I have not really been a fan of Robert Sarver's ownership history with this with the Suns organization. Uh, yeah. I just started watching Welcome to Wrexham, the the soccer show. Have you okay. have you heard of this? Have you no. are you aware of this? So uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney bought a soccer team, okay, in England, and I like it. they have a documentary on that. Nice. You know, if they bought the Suns, I would be cool with that too. Yeah, heck yeah! But soccer teams are so much cheaper. <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, I would love an owner that that this is not Robert Sarver and yeah. doesn't cheap out and and puts his team in a position to be successful instead of being, you know, we made the finals uh, two years ago now. Uh, I, I'm just so tired of being almost there, almost there. Right. I, I want to get over the top. And if it means, you know, sucking it up and paying the luxury tax for a couple of years to get there, just do it, please. Exactly. I, I, just do it. We're ready for that. So Robert Sarver, he is a turd uh, for sure. Sticking in along the same things, we have the head coach of the Boston Celtics, Aime Odoka, mm -hmm. who has been suspended for a year as well. Uh, let's see. Where is his uh, personal life? He he was suspended because he was having an a inappropriate relationship with uh, another member of the Boston Celtics. Uh, let's see. In, in, uh, pertaining to an improper, intimate relationship with a female Celtic staff member, though the relationship was originally believed to be consensual, the woman later accused—oh, I didn't know this—later accused him of making unwanted comments towards her. Oh. He issued an apology after the suspension was handed out. He chose not to resign from his position as a result of the violation, although Adrian Wojnarowski reported that uh, he is not guaranteed to stay with the organization following. This year, so yeah, he he, uh, yeah, you never know I didn't how know that either. honest that is. Um, yeah, he's been suspended sexual harassment again, having a relationship. He's engaged, was engaged. I don't know if he still is. Um, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, they became it's like, engaged. Could be and like has, Kobe and his wife. Yeah, maybe they were engaged. The woman was married with kids, so just kind of a weird. Thing. The lesson from the all of these is don't hit your girlfriend. Don't sexually assault your employees. <laughs> Don't sexually <laughs> harass your employees. You know, do that, and you're you're going to be a step above these guys. So, yeah. Don't uh, say the n word, the, especially if you're white. <laughs> Don't say the n word. Yeah, especially if you're white. <laughs> just good advice, guys. It's, how do you do that when you're an owner? It's just so simple. Don't do, don't say it. Don't Come say on. it. Right? Come on. He's a. He's, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to move on from that. Uh, the last turd is, is definitely not nearly as bad as any of those guys. And I put him on my list is Kevin Durant for kind of holding the Nets hostage this season, you know, demanding to be yeah, traded. That's a good one. I like that one. 
demanding that the head coach and GM get fired and then be like, I guess I'll try to work it out. We'll see what happens. <laughs> just being kind of a pain in the butt to work with. Um, obviously, that's that's a much different level of turdness. Yeah. And, a, and an off season full of turds. But it was still just kind of kind of a jerk move to do to multiple fan bases, to your team. Just really shocking. And, you know, when when the Warriors, Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole, you know, I, I would have bet money that it would have been someone on the Nets taking a swing at a, another teammate mm-hmm. rather than the Warriors. So Kevin Durant, yeah. the only player. Oh, no, I guess Miles, Miles Bridges as well. So Kevin Durant also uh, one of my turns of the offseason, but hands down, Miles Bridges, the worst person on this list by far. Right. Well, Jamon Green is a good example of like turd of the week. If you want to go weekly. Oh, sure. Let's go. Let's go he back. He would definitely two weeks. Win, yeah. win the award right there. Absolutely. Two weeks ago, he was the turd of the week. Punching your own teammate in practice, you know, going up and physically pushing him. And Jordan Bullard, I mean, maybe they were talking trash, but from what I understand, a lot of trash is talked at practices like that. It's not mm-hmm. uncommon for that to happen. But for him to escalate it to a shove, or, or I guess Jordan Poole shoved him after, you know, Draymond got in his face, and then to actually throw a punch, yeah, for sure. Two weeks ago, Draymond Green, turd of the week. Congratulations. Sure. Yep. <laughs> I mean, this, this week. And then, like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. No, you, you, I was just going to no, no, touch I, you, on it. You're, you're laughing just, at whatever you're saying, so it's got to be good. <laughs> no, it's not that good. But it's just amazing uh-huh. how, like, for, first we hear the video. We, we, um, no, we don't hear the video. First we hear about the situation. We're like, whatever, it's not that bad. And then the video comes out, and then we actually see him, like, just a big fist right yeah. into his face. You know, it's just like it made everything so much worse. And you're like, all right, that's that's definitely a turd move right there. <laughs> Absolutely. So my turd of the week for this week, we've already talked about a little bit this uh, already. And that's going to be Russell Westbrook for just not participating in team activities, not being a good teammate. You know, yep. we've all had jobs where – they want us to do something stupid, whether it's a, a pre-opening huddle or, or, or something. And you just do it. You hate it. You go through the motions because whatever. Don't be difficult. Russell Westbrook decided to be difficult. Um, and that's just, like I said, I, I calculated by his part. Do you have any other nominees that you would like to uh <laughs> Well, I, I actually finally just watched the Westbrook video as you're going through this time. I was pulling up. And yeah, he's it's crazy. Like Beverly, he's trying to get the team together. Like he's trying to just gather everyone up for just like a huddle around the the free throw line almost you know and Westbrook like comes up like an arm length but he just kind of like stays out of the huddle <laughs> like, so it's no. just very interesting you know so yeah that, that's my first time seeing that yeah, yeah he's just he's like I'm I'm close enough he gave him he gave Beverly a high five so I don't know maybe I think they, I think they are looking too much into this but yeah I, I would still put him on a turd list anyways because Westbrook All right. is <laughs> so once the season starts we're gonna have a lot more a lot yeah. more options so but we'll to have add- to uh to answer your question of who I would nominate for a turd, um, of the week, yes, <laughs> yeah, of the week, it's it's nothing too big, but um, I don't know if you saw the video where Ben Simmons, like he, he was he went to like a public park with some of the other guys, you know, with like Durant and <laughs> Irving. I, honestly, I don't even know if this is like recent, but uh, there is a video out there of all them together wearing their Brooklyn jerseys, and then they're just like just about to come onto the basketball court, just kind of warming up. Ben Simmons, he he throws a shot up like around the free throw, just kind of like relaxing shot, and he airballs it. It's like typical Ben Simmons. So. <laughs> yeah, typical it's just ben such Simmons. a good video. So I, if you want to check it out, you could check it out on my Twitter, yeah. JNR Basketball oh, Ronnie. So I I just really enjoyed that one coming from him. You know, and all the all the crap that he's gone through, and then he gets yeah. crap like this on Twitter. Yep. Yeah, 
Oh, it is kind of crazy to see like a professional basketball player just totally airball like a uncontested shot. You know? Yeah, yeah. From what I've heard is you know professional basketball players they don't miss shots when they're open. <laughs> yeah, I mean you see that at warm up sometimes they're just making everything. The only stuff they miss is when they're trying to be like you know do a sky hook from three or something like that. Most of the time mm-hmm. they make everything to airball it. Wow. Yeah, and then I've I've seen videos too. It's like oh Westbrook like. <laughs> He's, he's back in his true NBA form and it shows like all his highlights and preseason of him airballing and just like horrible shots too, you know? <laughs> so good. Yeah, his, his shot selection is not always great. Yep. We got two games to kick off the start of the season. Tuesday, October 18th, we have the 76ers at Boston, LA at Golden State. So there's four teams playing on Tuesday. Ronnie, which of those four teams in your mind is is the winner who's going to be who's your lock of tuesday of opening night i guess if, you know, if you're willing to commit to a lock i mean those are some pretty evenly matched teams ish um yeah who do you think you're who do you think is going to come away the winner of those of those four teams who are you most likely saying is going to win you know it's weird but the one that i'm most interested in is a lakers versus warriors so warriors are at home um do you want to go over the betting lines i have that pulled up or do you want to save that yes. for later yeah, no, no, no. Okay, I'm so, just curious to what your pick is before we yeah. look at the betting lines. Okay, so, well, I don't, I I seriously don't know who's going to win this game, right? Because, like, you have all this stuff going on with Draymond and all, everything that's going on off the court. They, they're not practice, practicing all together, but they are the championship team, and they're going up against the Lakers, who didn't even make it into the playoffs. So the Lakers are like, man, we got to face this team for our first game. Like, they, you know the, the media is going to crush the Lakers if they don't win their game, like, we thought the Lakers well, might yeah. be back, you know, but this is a tough game to start. Or then off they're gonna, sure. yeah, or they're gonna crush the Warriors. Like they got beat by the Lakers, the, the championship team, you know. The, are the Lakers back? Blah blah blah. So yeah. I think that Either one is way, the most interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the the line on that is the the Warriors are favored. They're favored by six. The money line is minus two forty five. Uh, that I think I agree, but I don't. To me, so you're picking the Warriors there, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 no, you know what? I'll go Lakers. I'll just say Lakers, just because. You're just so wishy washy. I'm going to say the Lakers because they're healthy, and we never really saw how they were all together as a healthy team. They added a lot of a lot of players yeah. too. So, I'm, I'm going to say the Lakers in this particular game because the Warriors are kind of they got their own drama okay. going on. The Lakers are the underdog, so that that's, that would be a. a... You know, a nice bet if you are correct. I actually think the other game is going to be more interesting, and that's the 76ers at the Boston Celtics. The Sixers are the underdog, but I think of all of these teams, the Sixers are most likely to win in my mind. And and maybe that's because I'm just crushing on, on all the moves that they made this offseason. But they are projected to lose by three. The money line is plus 140 on these. And this is from uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I would take that bet. That the 76ers are going to win because I, I think they're going to win straight. So, yeah, that's that's my favorite team of the week. Yeah. So and this one, you got all the drama going on that on the Celtics for the coaching staff. Right. So you're not going to have the main coach right. there anymore. Yep. Um, you kind of want to see how Harden's going to do because he's healthy and he's been working out. And so I don't know. It's, it, I, I do kind of think the 76ers might pull this one off, too. I don't think these teams did much changes in the offseason. I know that the Celtics didn't, right? But the 76ers... The Celtics didn't have a lot of movement. Yeah, the 76ers, you know, they signed, oh my goodness, the guy from Miami, P.J. Tucker. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. So There I, was a couple other signings. I don't have it up in front of me, but 
the, you know, they were that being investigated for tampering, right? So yep. yeah. they, they, they're going to be better this season, especially with a full off season with James Harden on the team. I think, I think they're going to win this game. And I, I perfectly, I a hundred percent agree with you with the, the head coaching situation in Boston uh, coming off of a very hard lost NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Robert Williams is injured. It's going to be, it's going to be a rough start out of the gates for the Boston Celtics is my prediction. Yeah, the the 76ers have Tyrese Maxey, DeAnthony Melton. So they they have a real strong team. At, adding PJ Tucker. So you saw for the last two years, PJ Tucker. You know, I I've said this before. Where he's he was on the Bucks last the last couple of years ago, and they won the championship. And then he was on the Heat, and they were the best team in the East. And so now he's going to the 76ers, where you can help him out defensively. So it just seems like wherever whatever team he goes to, the team gets much better. So yeah, I, I think the Seventy Sixers are, are going to do excellent this year, and they're going to they're going to beat the Boston Celtics this game. All right, so you agree the Celtics? I I don't know who I'm taking. I would say the Warriors over the Lakers, but you know the the, the ask was one of those four teams most likely to win, and I'm sticking with the Seventy Sixers on that front. Healthy Lakers beat Warriors. So we have talked about our postseason predictions quite a bit. You have changed your mind quite a bit, but now officially the season's about to start, Ronnie. I am putting you on record to call out your favorite teams. I'm going to go first since I have it in front of me. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to do it in order that I predict one through eight seeds. The no, Warriors. Eight, eight to first. Okay. Well, the Warriors are number one. So <laughs> number eight, <laughs> I have the well, the playing. The, let's, let's start here. The playing games, nine and ten, are going to be the Clippers and the Blazers. Number eight, the Nuggets. Seven, Lakers. Six, Dallas Mavericks. Five, the Timberwolves. Four, the Pelicans, three, the Suns, two, the Grizzlies, and number one is going to be the Warriors. Uh, three, the I, Suns. I love that. I, I love the, you got them the, up so there so high. Yeah, I, I think they're going to win a lot of games still. Uh, the second round, well, here's the bad news. The Suns don't make the second round. <laughs> um, they're going to lose to, who do I have them losing to? Uh, who does the three seed play? Six seed? Uh, they're losing to the Mavericks, yeah, because we saw that story already. The Pelicans, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Mavericks. That's going to be the second round matchups. Uh, the Western Conference Finals is going to come down to the Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think the Grizzlies are going to win this and head to the NBA Finals representing the West. Who will? That is the Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies and nice. the, the, the Golden State Warriors will play out West and the Grizzlies will come away victorious. Obviously, injuries to any of these teams could completely mess this up. But that is my wow. preseason prediction. The Memphis Grizzlies will be representing the West in the NBA Finals. Ronnie, let me hear your West lineup. Okay, I didn't make a bracket like you did, but this is in order of who I think is going to win the championship to who you know who's going to make like the. So I'll go over it. So eighth. So I this put, is eight playoff. Okay, your playoff yeah. teams. Yeah, eighth is the Mavericks. They're they're going to make the play in, right? And then Nuggets. They're going to be seventh. So they're going to be down there. They're going to barely squeak in, and then you got the Lakers, number six. They're they're going to finally get back into the playoffs, but. They're going to be one of the lower seeds because, man, the West is so good with all these other teams. So here. good, right? You got yeah. the so I have the Grizzlies next at five, okay. and then so those are my bottom four, right? Grizzlies, Lakers, Nuggets, Mavericks. They're all excellent teams, and so so they're absolutely. That, yep. That's why I didn't make any bracket. Like really, these these teams could like fall in any order. This bottom four. Now my top four, number four, I think is going to be Clippers. Uh, I just I feel like with um John. Wait, what's his oh, name? Boy. John Wall. Yeah, John Wall, the yeah, fanboy over here. He's coming him. back. I, <laughs> he's I, coming back. Woo. I truly believe him. And then you got Kawhi Leonard coming back. 
they did they did pretty good last year without these guys, but now they have both of these guys, so it's just gonna take them over the top. Yeah, I, the, yeah. I don't think they could. I don't think they're probably like around the same position for the the playoffs last year. Maybe they were like down in six, but they were they weren't bad. But above them, they got the Timberwolves. I have the Timberwolves, <laughs> so I did predict that this team was gonna make the finals. But after looking at like the Warriors and I, I don't I don't think the Warriors are gonna I don't think the Timberwolves are gonna be able to beat the Warriors. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. If, so if they match up sometime somewhere in the playoffs, I think the Warriors will take them. The Warriors but will take the them. top team, okay. the team that I think will win the championship, if they're healthy, is the Pelicans. I so think, I you didn't have the Suns listed on that on that playoff? Yeah, screw the team? Suns. They're not gonna make the playoffs. They're not You no don't good. think they're gonna make the playoffs? No. Wow. They, they so I have, the Jazz made the playoffs last year. I have them dropping out of the playoffs this year, being replaced by the Lakers. Otherwise, it's the same teams um, this year. But I'm, I'm blown away that the number one seed last year, essentially coming back with the same team, is not even going to make the playoffs. You have broken my heart, Ron. <laughs> the Suns have way too much going on. First, it's with Sarver, right, and the ownership. I mean, they, yeah, that doesn't really affect the players too much, right? But I think it does affect their motivation. Um, they re-signed Aiton, who I don't think is that great. You know, he's he's beautiful. He he's he's all right. You know, like he's probably like seventh in the league in my book of centers. top eight center. Yeah, and then um, they're losing Crowder. Crowder, they're not losing Crowder. They are going saying, to lose Crowder. Sure, they could lose Crowder, but they're not losing. They don't. That's, as of today, which team is is Jay Crowder on? He's not playing at all. He hasn't played any preseason games. He's not playing As for the today, Suns. As of today, what team is Jay Crowder on? <laughs> Technically, he's on the Suns. I rest my case. <laughs> but he's not playing for them. So if he's not playing, then he's not really a player He hasn't for the played Suns. in any preseason games? No, not that I've seen. I He was sitting up. But like He did that tweet where he was like, better things. And you know, I don't know what he said. He just said something about not being on the Suns anymore. He's like, I don't know, whatever. He's I, don't, done I don't even want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the tweet? It, basically, yeah. He's like, I'm done. I'm going to go where, where they want me, pretty much. That's what he was saying, something like that. So, All right. He was such an impactful so, player for the Suns. People don't even know. So it doesn't show statistically about all the things that he did, but he – think about like who he was – He gave us that toughness, right? That toughness yeah. that you need on a team. And that well, was Well, think Jay about Crowder who he sure. was defending. He was always defending the best player on the floor too, you know? So if you don't have him defending the best player on the floor, who's next? Cam Johnson, he's not Cam able to Johnson. Do he's gonna Mac, do it. He's gonna Mac do it Hill all. Bridges, he's pretty good, but I don't know. It's just he's he was he was what we all needed, right. and uh, we're not gonna make so, the playoffs. So you have who who's meeting meeting up in the Western Conference Finals, or or did you not go to that level so, of detail? Well, this uh, that's why I didn't make it a bracket because I think it's gonna be one of those four teams: Pelicans, Warriors, Timberwolves, Clippers. Um, it just okay. kind of depends on how the brackets fall. So it'll be sure, sure. one of those teams. But Pelicans will take it all from the Warriors so, to I'm sorry. the Clippers. You, for the Western Conference Finals, you're pick, predicting one of you're predicting four teams. So I will say Pelicans and Warriors. But the, Pe- the Pelicans are going to be make the NBA Finals. I guess is the takeaway I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's that's okay. my main thing. But if let's say like the brackets work out, where like the Timberwolves oh, yeah. like yeah, play yeah. the Pelicans, but yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. You know, or you know, yeah. So the Pelicans. Ronnie is having the Pelicans representing the West in the NBA Finals. I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's jump over to the Eastern Conference. Um, I have I, I wrote Bulls for the playing game, and I didn't put another team because I was kind of like, eh. 
Uh, number eight, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Toronto Raptors at seven. Miami Heat are going to drop down to six. The Hawks are going to move up a couple of seeds to five. The four seed is going to be the Brooklyn Nets. Three is going to be the Boston Celtics. Two, the Milwaukee Bucks. And number one is going to be the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the top four teams that will be advancing to the Eastern Conference final, Eastern Conference semifinals, I should say, the 76ers, the Bucks, the Celtics, and I have the Hawks getting out of the first round. Uh, the Eastern Conference finals is going to be the Bucks versus the 76ers, with ultimately the Bucks returning to the NBA finals to play the Memphis Grizzlies. And my NBA champion for this next season, for the 2022 2023 NBA season, is the Milwaukee Bucks. Nice. Because they're healthy, right? Because, well, because they're healthy, yeah. If they <laughs> can stay healthy, absolutely, yeah. Middleton's hurt right now. He'll come back. He'll come back strong. Um, and that ultimately is why they're going to return to the throne. Okay. Our top four is pretty similar. Just a little little different order here. Who is your eighth and seventh seed again? Um, I had the Cavs and the Raptors at seven and eight. Raptors, okay. Yeah, I, I was looking at the Raptors. I did not put them in my in my playoff spots. So eighth, I have Hawks. I think they're going to barely make it in. You were right. We we discussed this on a previous podcast. They did not make the playoffs last year. I thought they made it and lost in the first round, but nope, they didn't even make it. But I thought they made they, the playing game. Did they? No, they didn't. I thought they did, but you said they didn't. So you were right. They they didn't make it the play-in game. Or, you know, I was I'm sorry, right, the, the, I was the right play- then, but I'm wrong now. <laughs> I'm sorry. You They made the play-in game, but they didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Okay, you were, perfect. Yeah. Okay, yes. Okay. But I, yeah, okay. And then seventh seed, I think the Pistons are going to surprise everybody and make the playoffs again. That's uh, that's like my sleeper pick. But I have family okay. from Detroit, so I, I watch that team really carefully. So, I yeah, good things are coming for that. Cleveland will be six. They, they made a lot of good changes, and they were good last year. I think they're going to move up a little bit. Miami drops down to the fifth spot. You know, they were best in the East last year, but yeah, they're they're dropping this year. They got rid of PJ Tucker. That's interesting. Interesting that we both have the heat dropping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they can't continue that. They were like the best, just like the Suns. I, I have them dropping. You know, they were the best in the regular right, season. Right. They're gonna drop. <laughs> so the seventy sixers are fourth. Yeah, they're definitely a contender, but I don't think they're gonna be better than the Celtics, who I have third. Okay. I think the Celtics will beat them if they meet up. I have the Bucks second. So that leaves Brooklyn first. I think Brooklyn will take wow. the East. I just, I just, it's like that that story that we were talking it's, about. I just feel like that this is a the come to story. Like Ben Simmons is healthy, he's going to help his team out. It's the defense <laughs> they needed. Yeah, it just everything that comes together. They're happy. They start winning games. It's going to be an amazing season for them. Okay, so so you think they're going to come together and have an amazing season? Yeah. I think they are going to implode. Time <laughs> yep. will tell. But I am excited to see one of those two things happen because it would be a great story of, of them figuring it out and working together. I just I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Watch it. Uh, it so what, you, you mentioned the Pistons use you, your sort of sleeper of making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I, I almost put Sacramento in the West because I think Sacramento mm-hmm. coming out of the West is my sleeper. You know, with De'Aaron Fox and, and Keegan Murray, uh, that yep. team is going to be better. I You mentioned it. The West is just loaded. Yeah, I just don't I mean, know when, if they'll be able yeah, to break into that. Putting one against even like the bottom teams, the like Mavericks and Nuggets, I just can't right. see them beating them. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so you have... I'm sorry, who who is 
the NBA champion then? You have the Oh, yeah. Nets. So, okay. so it would yeah, be yeah. Pelicans versus Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And uh, the one that would come out on top would be Pelicans. Really? Okay. Yes. I truly I, I believe in this team. Think the just... experience of Brooklyn would, would be better than the Pelicans, but. No, no it's just. Uh... They're, it's kind of like your implosion. Like they're going to make it all the way, and then like they're going to fall apart. Like they're going to come across this really good Pelicans team. The West is just too stacked. Like there's there's a few teams I think that the like I think the Warriors could beat Brooklyn. I think the Timberwolves can too. Maybe even the Clippers too. I think the West is just a lot more stacked than the East. Okay, fair enough. Who is your league MVP? I'll let you go first on this one. Um. Uh... I it will be still I'm gonna hold strong Ja Morant. I think he ja takes okay. the league MVP. He was on track to doing it last year, but he got hurt a little bit and it kinda got he kinda got forgotten about. But if he was help, healthy for the whole entire year, I think he would have gotten it. So I'm gonna stick with him and he's actually gonna get it this year. Okay. My pick is uh Luka Doncic, who I absolutely cannot stand. But <laughs> I understand, I respect his game, he scores points in buckets. He is sort of the face of the NBA in Europe. You know, it has been Nikolai Jokic for a long time. I think Luka, with his fantastic FIBA performance, that game was historic. Um, I think the NBA, I, I think it's all, I think it's all a joke to a certain extent, right? I think the NBA promotes an image and, and who they want to be that person. And I think that they're going to push Luka to be that person uh, this year. So yeah. if they make the playoffs, if they have success, I think he's going to be your MVP uh, because if the if the Mavericks have success, it's it's only going to be because of Luka, right? That team is not built around multiple superstars. It's Luka, yeah. period. So if they make the playoffs, just like the Nuggets, right, with uh, with Jokic, that team is 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 him. So if they make the playoffs, it's because of him, and he's the most valuable player. I think the same thing is going to happen with the Mavericks, and it's going to be Luka. So that's a I hope good strategy I'm wrong. you have. I like that strategy because, yeah, he's like the focal point of the team, so he stands out right. the most, you know, where other players, they're not going to be the MVP because they have help behind them. Yeah, it's I, I hate the MVP award. I, <laughs> I really wish they had two different awards. They had, like, the best player, and then they actually had, like, the most valuable player because then it could be, like, you know, let's take, um, oh, gosh, Chris Paul. When he was hurt, the Suns' offense just lacked any sort of engine mm -hmm. uh, that should be obvious and that, you know, Chris Paul could be an MVP candidate because without him, this team is lost. He is yeah. the most valuable player. He's not the best player in the league by far, but he is the most valuable player in the league. The best player, you know, yeah, maybe it's, it's Nikolai Jokic. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, LeBron James in, in years past. Um, so I really wish they had two different awards. It's just sort of the best player and then truly the most valuable player, because then it's not going to go to, the guys that you would expect it to. I mean, it's right. it's it's it is what it is. But I, I wish they would be a little bit better with those awards, and I wish they were consistent because sometimes they do it. Like when Steve Nash won the MVP, he wasn't the best player, but he was the most valuable player. But right. then they switch it over, and it's like James Harden's the MVP. Well, he was the best player, <laughs> he yeah. wasn't the most valuable player. So right. it's kind of a, it's kind of a mess. But uh, I think I think I guess long story short, Luke is going to be the MVP. <laughs> Well, hey, I, you know, I've said this for a long time. The easiest way to fix this, you know, the easiest way to determine it, you just multiply that player. Have five five Giannis's play versus oh, five Jokic's, and then you put him on the 
on the yeah, video game and yeah, see who comes on top because see who comes out on top. You're, you're going to see who's who's the best passer, who's the best rebounder, blocker, everything. Flopper. Yep, exactly. But yeah, we're <laughs> we're skipping the on ref. these guys. So wait, so we don't yeah. think Giannis is going to win or Jokic is going to repeat for his third. How about no. there's Embiid, Booker. I, I think all those guys are great players, but I think the NBA Curry. wants a bigger market share of European basketball, yeah. and they're going to put one of those European guys, and they've done it twice with Jokic, so mm-hmm. they got to mix it up a little bit. Um, yeah. So again, Jason that's Tatum my, was your other pick too. What about Jason Tatum? I like Jason Tatum a lot. Yeah, he, it, it could be him. You think uh, you you pick a I, what's his name, Luca, over him though? I would, and again, it's all because of. What is the NBA's goal? Right. Their goal is to promote basketball across the world. And having it, Luca, I think helps you promote basketball across the world. I think John Morat will get it and he'll bring it back to USA. Well, here's hoping. <laughs> I, I hope it's Devin Booker and he's hoisting really up the cool. finals MVP trophy and the, the MVP trophy. Yeah. Maybe if he scores like you five, even have six point the playoffs. Games. I know. Jerk. He's going to score, and he's going to get his points. He's going to do amazing, but as a team, we're not going to be that great anymore. Well, I hope you're wrong. It's, it's like I if hope the, you're wrong, Ronnie. It's like when the Golden State Warriors lost um, Thompson. You know, like We're, we're going to lose Crowder, and he was the glue to hold our team together, just like Thompson was. Right. Well, we had our fantasy basketball draft just a couple of days ago for our league. Uh, How did it go, Ronnie? How do you think it went? <laughs> Well, okay, so my first impression after that night, I was just, I was like, man, I hate my team. Like, I did not draft the way I wanted to. The players that were coming to me that, that were available on the board were just not the players that I wanted. So I was, I was very unhappy with my results. How did you, how do you feel you went there? How was yours? I was, I was happy with mine. I have no complaints about my team. I've done some little tinkering here and there, but overall, yeah. I, I'm, I have no, I have no complaints. Did you drop and add some players already? Yeah, I've done a couple. Okay, drops. me too. Yep. Uh, not not drop ads, but more ads. I have a couple guys I moved to the injured list because. Oh, know, okay. Injured. No, I actually but, like uh, dropped a player and replaced like, some of my bench players because then yeah, like more, so I saw a couple of called <laughs> couple of those happening <laughs> yeah. as well. But so we recorded our 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 draft live and we might release it as a special episode at some point in time. Ronnie has been tasked with editing that episode together. So <laughs> um, I'm sure that's going well, <laughs> but when I was re-listening to it, you could literally hear the moment where you're just like, I hate my life. I hate my draft. You could just hear your well, heart yeah. breaking. I'm and like, it, look, it, it all started. So frustrating. You had the number five, five pick, pick yep. overall. Yeah. So you went with Kevin Durant and then you don't go for a while yeah. And you went with Rudy Gobert for your second pick, even oh. though I got the impression you didn't want to draft Rudy Gobert. So, know. you know, one of the strategies that we we talked about and one of the things that I said over and over and over again when we were doing this podcast is stick with your strategy. <laughs> don't panic. And I felt like you immediately decided, well, I'm going to panic <laughs> and, and did that. So it was it was really, really weird to me. I don't, because, so I don't get it, Ronnie. This is my strategy changed so fast because I didn't realize how many players were being picked on the board out drafted. of 14 teams. <laughs> yeah. They oh, didn't boy. leave any of the play. I thought for sure like I was going to have a couple of players available, but like every time I would mark, I, you know, I put stars by the players that I was choose, planning on choosing, you know, and then my turn would come up and they were all gone. And then I like had to start fresh, like with a minute 30 to choose. So I'm just like, geez. So basically I just kind of 
went and picked the most valuable players. I did that because I was like, well, at least I might have a chance to trade these valuable players, you know? So I just went with the best ones that were on the board. And, you know, honestly, afterwards, I, I like, right at first, I was really disappointed with my picks, you know, because I didn't get any of the players I wanted. But when I look at my players, when I look at my team, overall, it, it's really not a bad team. Okay. So you feel better. You've slept on it, and you're not as upset as you were yeah. uh, initially. So big... the, the one, the, the biggest shock to me when, when you know, you had the number 10 pick in the second round, and you went with Rudy Gobert um, because you wanted a center. I feel that Bam Adebayo is a better center than Rudy Gobert, especially from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. So I was a little bit shocked by that, that, you know, with him on the board, you, you, went, you went that route. Right. Do you have any regrets on that, or are you, you you're happy with that? No, not really, because Gobert, he's just he's reliable, and he's going to he's playing on Minnesota, so I I just feel like that team overall is going to be a lot better than how he played on Utah. I just feel like this is going to be his role on this team. It's like just a much much better situation for him, and he's just going to continue to do good and maybe maybe a little bit better than uh what's his name that was on the board that you just mentioned, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Bam. So I think Bam is going to get more assists, and I think he's going to score more points than Rudy Gobert. I think yeah. Rudy Gobert is going to maybe have more rebounds and more blocks. I'm trying to look up my my uh, draft board for centers that we talked about previously. Yeah, we could but, go uh, over the we, go. if you look in the notes of um, the chat, it has like the everyone that was listed or everyone that was chosen. If you want to look there. Oh, I'm looking at I'm looking at the the round pick right now. I'm talking okay. about when when we did our best centers. Uh, so I had Rudy Gobert oh, slated in the third yep. round, um, yeah. and you you took him in the second. Like I said, yep. I think it was a little bit of a reach, but it's not a bad pick. Yeah. Like that was the one that that when you made that pick is when I felt like you had just sort of uh, it was you could just like I said you could hear it. Um, <laughs> you just sort of like well this is my life now. <laughs> yeah, and you were not happy about it at all. Well, it's because the players that were still available, like we, we forgot, like, yeah, you said he was going to go in the third round, but that's probably based off of like a, a 10 team league, not a 14 team league, right? So maybe him going in the second uh, round. It is, it is based off of a 12 team league. Okay. That's correct. So maybe him yeah. going in the second round isn't, isn't that bad because you know what, I was fifth in a draft. And then when it comes yeah. back around, I'm like towards the last part, let's last pick of the second round. So it, it's kind of close there. When I was looking at the players that were available compared to him, I'm just like, man, like, yeah, Bam was there, but everybody else sucked. <laughs> so, I, and I was just like, I, I, I do like, I did take note of how many rebounds he got, you know. So, I, yeah, just uh, I feel like it's a decent pick. I just feel like overall my team is like good players, you know. They're not like the best players. Yeah, Durant's pretty good. I might use Durant as trade. Yeah, bait. Durant's pretty good. Yeah, Durant's a pretty good guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't sleep on Durant. This guy might go places. He might be a good player one day. My biggest upset was Finney Smith. I didn't like that pick. I picked him, and you know what? I had done a mistake. I had it set on like power forward because I needed to. I needed to find a power forward position, right? I, that was like one of my last spots that I had filled. And Finney Smith was on a board, and I picked him. And as soon as I hit that button, I was just like, "God, he sucks!" Like <laughs> there were so many good players left that I I probably yeah, should have Finney Smith in the ninth round. Yeah, I probably should have filled in my bench high. spots over over him. So I kind of regretted that one, but what I did was what I was able to do was move Durant to the power forward position. So take that advice. So sometimes when you're drafting and you see the spots filling up, 
you don't realize that you already have a good player that could maybe fill in that spot that you have open still. And then you could draft like a different player. Like I, I should have sorted it by shooting forwards and drafted a really good shooting forward. Instead, I drafted the best power forward, Finney Smith at the time, and it just it wasn't a good draft. So yeah, I should have moved some so, players yeah, around and realized our, that. Our strategy is a little bit different there because to me, I didn't even look at positions until probably... God, towards the end of the draft, really. How many rounds mm-hmm. do we have? We had 10 rounds. Oh, you took Finney Smith. So it, you were filling in bench players at that point in time. Round well, nine. Uh, was it round nine? Okay. Yeah. Mo Bamba, you took in the eighth, and then you immediately dropped him. That was a bad pick. Okay. Sorry, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I did drop him from my team already, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why it's a bad. When you drop your eighth round pick, that means you took two players after him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that, and I and I still have Finney rough. Smith on my team too. So I, I just, yeah. I still feel like he has potential because he has Luca on his team. So I, I kind of want to see how he does in a regular season. I remember how good he did in playoffs, but I, I want to see how he does in a regular season. So if you haven't done your draft yet, don't panic. Stick with your strategy and go with it. Yes, players you want are going to get taken. That's going to happen. Remain optimistic. Find the best players and take them. Stick to your strategy. Don't be intimidated. So one of the things that was was shocking to me was how different my draft rankings were than what Yahoo. Was that their default draft rankings that just showed up in the draft board? Um, mine were drastically different in some cases. Uh, for example, Zion, um, they had in like 50-something, but I had him ranked in the top 25. Yeah. So I was I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna panic. I stuck with my draft board and took him in the third round. I'm very happy with that pick. Obviously, if he gets injured, I'll hate myself. But <laughs> you know, that's that's what you have to do is trust yourself. Not you know, I know who did my research. It was me, um, for better or worse. I, I so I, I went with what I want. I went with the picks I was comfortable with going. And uh, that's that's my my best, biggest advice is don't panic. Yeah, and then right after the draft, right, it shows you know your projected points. It showed me at 289 points, and like <laughs> most all the other teams are like averaging like 500 projections, like 500 point week projections. Yeah. I'm a down here at 286. The best person had like 700 something. I'm like, I'm done. Like, what did I do? <laughs> but now you get it figured out now, right? Well, now it updated, so I'm back at I'm I'm up to 540. I'm projected to win this week, so that's good to see. Um, but still, Have somebody you set has your roster for each day. No, not each day. I didn't you realize you could set do that for each day, bro. Yeah, okay, that's gonna make a huge difference. That's why I'm sitting at seven forty-five right now. <laughs> okay, good to know. Oh, I'll boy. do that. It's gonna be a long season for you. Someone's Ronnie. projected <laughs> to have seven hundred forty-five for their first week. That's me. That's me. The oh, Zion King. Jawbreakers went up to seven seventy-seven. Jeez. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, get get with the times, man. All right, gotta do this. I don't know about um, this. League. I don't know about fantasy basketball here. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm playing against the the person that's projected with the second well with the worst projection right now. So it's me and him. We're both the 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 lowest projections in the league, and we're playing against each other. Luckily, so we'll see how that works. That's that's gonna go great. Well, you haven't even set your lineup, so you're gonna be fine. Yeah, you're gonna be fine. Uh, um, last thing I wanted to talk about today was from a fantasy basketball perspective is if. You don't like your roster and you're looking, who can I add? Maybe you have a deep bench and just just to kind of see, just grab them now. Uh, I have a list of three players that are not highly rostered, but I think could be difference makers 
in in fantasy basketball. So I wanted to go over those guys real quick. Uh, the first one being Markel Fultz. Yes, Markel Fultz, who is often injured. Yes, the Markel Fultz, who is considered a bust by by many many people. Uh, he is available in almost fifty three percent of the leagues currently. So what team does he take play a look for? at him? Markel Fultz plays for the Orlando Magic. Oh, okay, that's why I don't recognize him. I'm pretty sure he was drafted by the 76ers, I believe, initially. Oh, uh, yeah, he's with Orlando Magic. He is preseason rank 158. He's rostered in, as of right now 48% of the leagues. Um, he can put up a lot of points given the right situation. I don't know if Orlando's the right situation, but he's also injured right now. He could potentially be a, a guy that you could turn to for spot starts. Uh, to get you some some points, some consistent points. And he's available in most leagues. Yeah, he's a starting the point other guard guy, for Orlando. Oh, is he a starting point guard? Okay. Yeah. His so minutes per pick. game is 20 minutes per game, which is like, ooh, that's not great. But yeah. uh, the other guy that a guy that I really, really like is Victor Olandipo. Victor Olandipo was an all-star when he was with the Pacers. Right? Then he got hurt and it took him a long time to get back into sort of the thick of things. He was with Miami last year, I believe. Is that right? That seems wrong. What what team is he on now? He's with Miami now. Okay, let me pull what it team? up. Yeah, he was on Miami last year as well. Okay, okay. sorry. A little, little bit of a brain fart there. Uh, he, he was an all-star with the Pacers. He got hurt. He's with Miami now. And you really started to see him get back into the swing of things as that playoff series progressed. So he is someone that's going to be solid on defense for you. Uh, yeah, he only played eight games with Miami, right? So he didn't play okay. a lot of time. He, he tends to not, you know, he was playing a lot of games before he started going, got bit with the injury bug. But if he can stay healthy, he is going to be a guy that is going to be a difference maker. So again, he's only rostered in I just had it. 25% of the league. So if you have a deep bench, I, you know what? I wouldn't even add him to the bench. I would add him to your watch list and I would just keep a track of how he's progressing as this year goes on. And if he starts to get back into his old form, uh look out for that guy. He's going to be, you know, 15 to 20 points a game, but he's going to be getting you steals. He's going to be getting you blocks. He's going to be getting, you know, he's going to fight for some rebounds as well. He is a solid player. Uh, again, this is for a points league perspective and a categories league perspective. None of his numbers are, are super sexy. Actually, they're all kind of mediocre. Uh, I would stay away from him in a categories league, but in a points league, Keep an eye on him. He might start to produce more as he gets healthy, as he gets comfortable with his role on this team. Um, so add him to your watch list if you don't have him already. Good pick. The what, last... what, what was his name again? Yep. One more time. Victor Olandipo. He Victor was All right. on the Mass Singer for uh, one year as well. So oh, he likes yeah. to sing. So yeah, he's a shooting guard. So he's actually currently a backup. But when it comes to injuries and everything, yeah, usually be, you start playing off the bench. So maybe he's going to take the the role of Tyro, Tyler Hero because he moved up. He's a starter now, so um, maybe yeah. he'll, he'll beat even, him out sometime. Even coming off the bench, you know, he only played eight games last year, and those were all in the playoffs. Uh, he was yeah. averaging 21 minutes a game, so yeah, if he can stay healthy, you're going to see his playing time increase substantially, and he's he's going to deliver some points for you. Yep. 
And then, yeah, the Kyle Lowry, he's, I'm um, sorry, just yeah. last thing, yeah, Kyle Lowry didn't play that many minutes either, too. So um, maybe, maybe he could take that spot from him, too. Maybe. But, yeah. You never know with Kyle Lowry. Yeah. yeah. Kyle Lowry was hurt. But Kyle Lowry is, is going to need some help. Um, yeah. He's he's old. The last player I wanted to mention was uh, Jonathan Kamunga from the Golden State Warriors. He's currently rostered in 35% of the leagues, which is actually quite a jump up from when I originally wrote this down. I Kaminga. think he's just below 30. Kaminga. And I actually just picked him up in our league. Uh, he is a center or a power forward. He was the number one draft pick for this team in 2021. And he had a pretty decent postseason. Mm-hmm. And if he could make get on the court and show that development, I mean, they, they have incentive to develop him because he's on his rookie contract and he's going to be cheaper than a lot of these other guys that they have on their team. Uh, there's definitely incentive to keep him in the mix. He averaged last year just under 17 minutes a game, uh, nine points a game, three rebounds a game. Um, again, from a points league perspective, don't don't look at him if you're looking if you're playing categories. He's going to be worthless to you. Uh, he is a solid player to have. Again, add to your watch list and just keep track. If you start to see his minutes tick up, grab him. He's gonna he's gonna do wonders for your team. I remember that name, and he didn't. I don't think he played that much in the playoffs, you know, because they only go to like seven or eight players in the right. playoffs. But in a regular season, yeah, he was excellent. He also plays the same position as Draymond Green, power forward. So if Draymond gets suspended for some of the things that he was going on, then yeah, Kaminga is up. So yeah, yeah, Kaminga like plays pick. power forward and center, uh, so you can use him at multiple spots. That's another sort of tip that we talked about a little bit: is look for those guys who can play multiple spots because. Mm-hmm. You know, you might need that extra flexibility versus having somebody that only plays point guard or you can have to play him at that position. Having guys that play multiple positions is only going to help your team uh, when it comes to trying to set those rosters each day. So Kaminga, potential player, add him to your watch list, see if he's rostered. Um, somebody that I think is really, really good, can really help your team out as the season wears on, assuming he gets the minutes. Well, I'll go over my watch list. Um, I, I, I don't yeah, really do want to, but I'll just tell you who's on my watch list. <laughs> sure, sure. But yeah, so I do, I'm really going to keep my eye on McGee because he's a starting center for Dallas, right? So I just, I want to see how his points go on that team. I don't know how he's going to do, but uh, he wasn't a starter last year on the Suns because, you know, Aiton was. Um, but he, I thought he did really good when he was in, substituting for him. So I just want to see how he is in this starting role. With Luca, of course. Um, I also want to keep an eye on Terrence Mann. Um, he's he's an excellent. He's he's like an athletic body, you know. So I I, I want to see how he does on the Clippers. He's a shooting guard, small forward. So I just I'm keeping an eye on him. Also, the senior Eric Gordon. He's still in the league for the Houston Rockets. So you got the Rockets right. They just have this crap team, but you have to have somebody that's going to be scoring for them. So he's a starter. Right. And he's been good for all these years, you know, so I, I just feel like he's one of those players that could maybe help your fantasy team just because he's a starter on a crap team. You know, he's he's going to get I, some I mean, that was still. That was DeJounte Murray, right? That reason he yeah. was such a fantasy godsend uh, was because he was the best player on a bad team and mm-hmm. he was able to take advantage of that from a fantasy perspective, right? Exactly. They were still a pretty right. terrible team. Another one to go along with that same scenario is Malik Beasley. So he plays for the Utah Jazz right now, and he's a starter. Yeah, and somebody who the heck is going to be on that team? <laughs> <laughs> right. He was he was good when he played. You know, he didn't play all that much last year because of injuries. But uh, 
yeah, he, he's actually a guy I picked up and put on my team because I feel like he has a potential, like he's playing on this really bad team. So, yeah, okay. let's see what happens with that one, too. Uh, the last guy that popped into my head was Derek White. Derek White is only rostered in 48% of the league, so there's a good chance he's available in your league. He is a guard. He was the third best scorer on a very bad San Antonio Spurs team before being traded to the Boston Celtics uh, midseason, so he didn't have a full year on that team. He now is going to have a full offseason and, and start to jive with those guys a little bit better. I would expect him to improve a little bit based off from his numbers last year. Um, and that could be enough to kind of help help you w- move up your uh, your commander. So he was playing 30 minutes a game. He gets a lot of floor time. Uh, yeah. he, he turns the ball over a little bit much, but in, not, in a non-categories league, in a points league, he's going to get you threes. He's going to be money from the three-throw line, uh, and he can score points if he needs to. And if John Wall is available in your league, pick him up because it's oh, my boy. pick. <laughs> he was going at like 130th in our league. So, I mean, I was like, man. How, how do people not know about this guy? So, yeah, definitely they pick know him up about he's, him, if he's available. And they chose not to draft him. <laughs> yeah, he, he, well, he's 80, uh, he's 80% bit, rostered. He's but, 80% rostered, yeah, yeah. So that's not... Yeah, I'm that's just not, saying, if, if there's a chance, there's a 20% chance that he's in your league, make sure you get him. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, he's on a good LA team this year, LA Clippers. So I'm looking for... I'm, I'm scrolling down the list to see, like, of the top players, according to Yahoo, who is not 100% rostered. And the first one that comes up is Fred Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. How is he not rostered in 100 percent of the leagues? <laughs> yeah, right. Cade Cunningham is rostered in 99. percent How is that possible? Bradley well, yeah, Beal, 99. percent I'm telling you, Cunningham. Yeah, he he's going to be there. The, on the there must be leagues that are like there must be leagues that are like four teams or something <laughs> stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, you're saying like how come he's not rostered 100? How is he not 100? Yeah, yeah. How is he not 100? percent yeah, so yeah, that might be the case Chris where Paul's it's just not 100% like stupid. yeah, maybe. Uh, didn't we have that one year where we had like four a four team league, or was that with somebody? That might have been with somebody else. But uh, I was friend. I was in a your four other, team your league. Your other once. podcast co-host. <laughs> yeah, they were just like we just we don't we don't want to really play, you know. I don't know. We just made a league. It was just for us, and so you just kind of had like those crappy leagues where it's just you're just playing with them, you know, and you you just have everybody available in that league. Yeah. And half the people give up halfway through, so it's just two yeah. people. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And check out the podcast description for links to our social media. Reach out to us on the JNR fan line for questions, comments. If you want to be a co-host for the day, uh, call and leave us a message, and we'll try to get that set up, assuming you can meet the technology requirements, which are fairly low because even Ronnie meets those <laughs> technology requirements. Uh, But we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get uh, more involvement on the show. So reach out anytime. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.